0: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands.
1: It's five goals and seven for Fab Fabinho as his poachers finished help Liverpool to a 1-0 win over Burnley in a quite frankly horrendous game at Turf Moor. A very good evening to you all and welcome back to the post-game podcast once again in the hands of myself, Patrick Smith, as we react to that crucial win in the Premier League title race for Jurgen Klopp's men. The Reds really had to scrap it out for that one on a cold, wet, windy Sunday in Lancashire, but they maintained the pressure on Premier League leaders Manchester City before travelling to Milan for this Wednesday's Champions League last-16 tie against Inter. Stick with us here on the post-game podcast, though, as we have all the expert reaction you need to Liverpool's 1-0 win over Burnley with the verdict of the Liverpool Echo's Paul Gorst, Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp's press conference, and, as ever, the fan reaction in the safe hands of Mike Holt, Stephen Dawson and Ross Strachan.
0: game podcast on the Blood Red channel Liverpool did just about enough to earn what could yet be a massive three points in this uh, Premier League title race with Manchester City uh, a 1-0 win here at Burnley thanks to Fabinho's goal in the uh, the first half it was enough on a day when Liverpool uh, didn't really get out of first gear but didn't really need to either Burnley huffed and puffed uh, through everything they could at Liverpool but the Reds held firm and dug deep and managed to come away with a um, what well, was probably a deserved three points in the end, um, as you say, Fabinho scored on what was a scruffy goal, very much in keeping with the theme of the game towards the end of the first half, uh, about two yards out. Reacted quickest from a, a Sadio Mane flick on at a corner, and he ended up tapping it home past Nick Pope from, as you say, around about two yards. And other than that, there weren't too many Liverpool chances to write home about, or uh, too many for Burnley down the other end. Uh, Burnley were caught offside. Time and time again, The vowed to horse, of their new striker. Um, he was lively throughout, but uh, more often than not, Burnley's decisions to go long and go early, caught the uh, Dutch striker offside. Um, as we say, Liverpool didn't really need to sparkle here in wet and windy conditions. Uh, that didn't really help them able to play their natural footballing game either, but uh, they did just about enough to come away from Turf more with the three points to chop. Manchester City's lead from 12 to 9 and of course Liverpool have that game in hand with uh, Leeds United to come later this month So it could be six if they pick up another three points there. Uh, It's been a big week for Liverpool uh, quietly um, Maximum points against Leicester and Burnley have kept them on the coattails of City You uh, beat uh, Norwich City themselves on Saturday evening Uh, All Liverpool can do at the moment is you continue to pick up the points and see if uh, Manchester City do slip up further down the line, but uh, that's exactly what they did here. As you say, wet and windy, and it was not uh, conducive to Liverpool's free flowing and attacking football. But in the end, they dug deep and managed to come away with, uh, as I say, what could yet be a big three point. So for goal in the first half, a settler finished here at Turf more. Burnley nil, Liverpool 1. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hi, Jurgen. Um, you were speaking in the week about how you've been here six years and, and games against Burnley have never been particularly easy. Is a one-nil in the rain and, and the uh, and the wind kind of the best you can hope for, really?
2: Absolutely, I'm absolutely delighted <laughs> with uh, with the way we played the circumstances. It was so tricky. Um, um, only a few guys uh, stood on the pitch. I really think you 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 could really feel the wind. In a, in a in a in a whole extent because where we were in front of the stands didn't feel that bad, but on the pitch it was ridiculous because it came from all directions. But um, the boys deal with it. Obviously, over the years my team learned to deal with the circumstances. Uh, the boss do not is not speaking too much about it before the game, or if then we ask ourselves to to use it instead of suffering from it. Um, that's what happens when you are longer here. So. Um, Really a difficult game, yes, they had their moments, but from a specific moment on... It actually, I think it felt like they had more moments than they actually had because of the late offside flag. It was already a lot of situations where we defended them really well and then the flag came late and if the made a save, they didn't even put the flag up anymore, so that's like really crazy. Um, but um, that's the way it is and I'm um, really happy. It was, today it was complete adults football was needed and that's what the boys delivered. Really happy about
1: it. Thank you. A couple from Carl Markham. I'm not sure who David's iPad is but that's got a hand up so we might go to that but Carl next. Hi Jürgen. Hi Carl. Who knew Fabinho would be your uh, solution to goal scoring midfielder?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Great. Uh, Actually uh, he probably would have scored already much more goals for Liverpool if I would have um, put him um, in the in the box around an offensive set piece. Uh, only recently we put him in, <laughs> and since then he scores. Uh, great goal, absolutely great goal. Um, yes, the space where, where, where the ball came to to Sad uh, was the plan, but um, not in that height, obviously. So Sad made absolutely um, the most of it um, with a great header, great um, deflection. And then timing perfect, Bob is there, first one, and then, yeah, as, as the a counter-pressing goal in the 6 l box, which is absolutely outstanding.
1: You, you spoke uh, pretty much about a, sort of a late decision to put studio in. How do you think that went? Bob,
2: oh, Sadio played really, really well. It was, how I said before, it was not a plan um, to, to start him today just because, you know, you know, how intense everything was and we had, um, and... Yeah, but that but Diogo, uh, Diogo had the dead leg, couldn't train yesterday. That's where we started. Sadio um, and for Luis, uh, yeah, he adapted really well. But this is a completely different game. So are like, welcome to the Premier League. Um, we didn't want to try it if we don't need it. Um, and that's why we started like we started and um, Sad did really well. So, worked incredibly hard, and that's exactly what we expected.
3: OK, and I think these will be the final question or questions from Dom King. Dom? Uh, yeah, again, um, just a, a quick word on um, Van Dijk. It, there was never any guarantee that he would, he would get back to the levels that he had before the injury, but over the last five, six weeks, he's really been there. And today probably summed okay. up that.
2: Definitely, definitely. You can see it in all movements and everything. So that's how it is. We were never, we were always convinced that it um, will happen. Um, nobody knows exactly what is the reason why there's well, here or there a little issue. Is it timing? Is it that? But he's completely back on track. He's on, uh, absolutely at his best again. And that's, um, uh, I would say, that's good timing because um, the decisive part of the season is coming up now, obviously, and um, long may it continue. Thank
1: you
0: the post game podcast on the Blood red channel
1: Mike Holt from going the match podcast with my review on Burnley 0, Liverpool one um pretty turgid game of football to be quite honest bit of a tough watch for the Reds um I imagine Burnley fans would probably feel like a little hard done to that you know they had their chances um they caused the Reds some problems especially in the first half. Uh Weghorst, he was, you know, he was putting himself about, causing himself um, causing the Reds some issues. Um, but they didn't really take their chances. Um luckily for us. Um and I, and I suppose likewise we didn't really take our chances. Um especially the second half, um towards the last twenty minutes there at the end, <clears throat> where Salah Obviously, threads one through to Jota, it doesn't put it away. And, you know, we had the we had one at the back post as well. Um, we, you know, we de- we definitely had chances today, we just didn't really grasp them. But, I mean, ultimately, it was just good to get out of there with three points. You know, Turf Moor, Burnley, Sunday, poor weather. It's not exactly the nicest of fixtures to play throughout the season, but it's just important that we get there, we get the win. Um, and that's what we were doing in that 18-19 season, nineteen twenty season, where we got such high points. We just ground out the wins, and that's exactly what we've done today. Um, so on that sort of note, we were positive. But, I mean, performance-wise, yeah, not not brilliant. Um, I thought Alisson was absolutely superb. I'd say he's man of the match today. I thought he was just in- incredible. Everything that got thrown at him, he dealt with it. Um, superb. Um, his distribution as well. In tricky conditions, was good. Um, at the back, Van Dyke and Matip, again. Matip looked slightly shaky in areas where he did um in in the Leicester game, where his distribution wasn't quite on it again. Um, but he made up for that with his defensive duties, and so did Van Dyke. Robertson did well; he was bombing on forwards. Um, and I, I think he actually got penned back a little bit today. Um, to do his defensive duties, um. Whereas Trent probably had today had the more of the leeway to push forward, um. Maybe not his day as well, to be quite honest. Um. Obviously, Fabino gets our goal, slightly luckier in the way that obviously Mane flicks it on. Fabino had his shot saved by Nick Pope, but obviously it comes back and he manages to find the back of the net. So you know we were quite lucky with that goal to be honest. And he had a good game as well. I'm not too sure how he didn't get booked, but um. The captain, Jordan Henderson, not the best game from him today, to be honest. Um, Wasn't quite on it. I'm not too sure of that knee injury or the knock that he had in that first half sort of hindered his performance, but he wasn't at his best. Um, And alongside him, Naby Keita again. Energetic, you know, you couldn't fault his commitment that he was trying to get around the pitch. Didn't do too much, though. Um, Thiago coming on, I think we were crying out for that substitution at the time on the hour mark, um, and Thiago just calmed things down, got things distributed nicely, um, and I think that was a welcome substitution. Um, Obviously, Manny and Salah coming back into the team, I don't think you can put too much onus on them, because obviously they've been playing AFCON, there must still be a bit of rustiness there, but good for them to get some minutes and their legs, back in the Prem again. Again, maybe not their day, but you know, I don't think we can expect too much too soon from them boys. And for me though, quiet, um. Again, couldn't fault his work rate, but he was quiet. Yeah, I didn't really, didn't really notice him too much, to be quite honest. Um, but I, it, like I said at the start, it, it, it's just important to just get out of there with three points, especially with City winning again, pretty prolific, prolifically against Norwich yesterday. Just got to keep these points coming in. Um, obviously we've got Inter Milan in the week away. That's going to be a really tough fixture. Really tough teams to play against. I've watched them a few times in Serie A this season. They are a good team, but I do think when Liverpool are at their best, which we will have to be in midweek, we should be putting them away. Um, and, you know, it'll be vital to get some away goals there. Um, and then obviously next week we could go into the Norwich game at home when we have another home game against Leeds. So I think we can just sort of knock this one on the head today performance-wise. Just take the points, get out of there, regroup for a Champions League game midweek.
4: Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 1-0 away win at Burnley. Just the 1-0 uh, and Burnley had plenty of chances. They you know, they could certainly have come away uh, ahead at half-time and might feel a little bit despondent at not having got something out of the game. But I never really felt that they threatened us too much. It, they, they couldn't seem to stay on side. And uh, Alison Becker was supreme again. More of that, I think, uh, a little bit later on. But just... When on the team news, I think um, that was probably a pretty sound selection, wasn't it? Because we've got to have an eye on the Champions League game coming up uh, in the middle of the week. And I, th- I suspect Jota will start. I mean, Diogo Jota's in great form and I would imagine that he was rested today so that he could make a start in the middle of the week. Possible that... I mean, I think he'll come in for, for Bobby. Possible that Diaz will start as well. I would suspect that would be uh, in place of Sadio Mane having just come back from AFCON um, on top of the world. It was certainly uh, I think a good thing to allow his momentum to continue and uh, see if we could get some, some buoyancy from him um, and he got the assist today but I think he'll probably step aside for, uh, for Diaz in the middle of the week. I also fancy we might see Harvey Elliott probably for Navi Cater. Uh, but uh yeah, I, I like I like to look at team selection and um, think about who might be rested if we have games in the middle of the week and I, I suspect that's what will happen. So you know given that I think not not too many surprises in the lineup today. Um it was a game for goalkeepers, wasn't it? As I said, they couldn't really stay on side but when even when they did managed to push through uh, and and even when the the move continued despite being offside Alison becker was just unbeatable i think nick pope had a good game as well i've always thought he was certainly england class i'd rather see him in goal for england than than pickford but becker continues to make saves that we only expect him to make uh, the, the the delay he has in committing himself he remains big and upright for so long um Tremendously impressive. It, it is a little bit alarming once again, though, that he was called upon so many times. We did look a little bit shaky at the back. I thought Joel Matip at times uh, didn't look absolutely solid in the first half. There didn't seem to be too much to worry about in in the second half. However, I thought nabi Keita in the in the middle of the park on that on that left hand side was is. is Seems to be playing a slightly different role. I mean, I think probably you've heard before on on these podcasts. I'm quite a big Naby Keita fan, but I'm no longer convinced that he should be an automatic starter in the middle now. Though um, I think we've got we've got good players there. I'm very buoyed by the emergence of Harvey Elliott. Um, but Naby Keita came to the club as a player who would. Burst forward with the ball at his feet, go between defenders and, and create panic. Not, not so much a, a a dribbler, but somebody who runs with the ball at pace uh, into spaces. And I, I we didn't see that at all today. And I, I I'm just wondering if maybe he's been he's been coached to offer something a little bit different, particularly now that Jeannie's not with us. Whenever we see Kater on the ball these days, it seems that he's got his back to the opposition's goal. He, he gets the ball and sort of, if he is facing the goal, does does a bit of a one eighty, uh, shields the ball with his body, a la Genie Wijnaldum, and and tends to play the ball back often to um, to Andy Robertson or to the to the central defenders, and he also gets sort of caught up in these four pass exchanges with, with, with one player. There was one instance in the second half where they got the ball from Tiago, gave it back, got it again and gave it back again. And they're five part five yards apart. And um, we're not seeing much in the way of progressive movement from, from Naby Keita, not today anyway. No. And it's something that I've noticed, albeit to a lesser degree in, in recent games. And Tiago, of course, is a very progressive player not so much running with the ball at his feet but he makes those passes directly forward on the ground two feet threading the needle between defenders I'm just curious to know if it's a something that has been coached by by Jürgen or, or whether he's just playing more conservatively by nature um, having been perhaps frustrated at not getting a, a longer run in the side I thought Andy Robertson played well today I thought Fabinho played well even um, despite his goal and, and it's good to see them in good form. So, three valuable points, even though it wasn't a, a swashbuckling performance. And uh, looking forward to good things in the Champions League. At Gulasahi on Twitter G U L A S A H I.
3: It wasn't pretty, but it's job done at Turf more. Three points and a 1 0 win for Liverpool. We ground that one out in really tough conditions against a battling uh, Burnley side. It was Fabino who's got the goal off a corner. Good um, ball in from Trent. Fabino's got the first shot off. Good save by their keeper. And he's followed it in with the second touch, bundled it in. And that's the goal that's made the difference. But I suppose it tells the tale of the game. Bit scrappy. with As I, I say, the goal was scrappy. But there's, these are the type of games that you need to grind them out, Burnley, for, the, for the, giving the credit. They they really dug in the um there was no nonsense football from Burnley. They sort of bypassed the midfield when they had the ball. They were playing the ball down the channels, you know, in over the top, and they did get it a few times. The the big number nine for Burnley caused a few problems. Put himself about a Weghorst, I think his name was. Didn't look didn't look like it. The greatest finisher in the world missed a couple of good chances, but maybe you could put that down to Allison who fought had a really good game. Uh, made some good saves, some good sweeping up um, from balls over the top, and he was probably our standout player today. Big shout for um, uh, Penn on Salah, probably about twenty minutes. I think it was. Definitely got clipped when you see the replay. Definitely got clipped his back leg, and on another day that's a clear cut penalty. But in the grand scheme of things that won't really matter. Like I say Liverpool wise, no real standout performers, not. Guilted chances missed. It was just one of them workman like performances. Second half, Burnley, Same again. You know, they dug in. A long as I say, a lot of long balls over the top. But it did, like I say, it did cause us problems. Um you had we had Cater starting. Forty done okay. Nothing nothing spectacular, but he done okay. He kept the ball ticking over and We had it. Um lot of possession more probably in that second half. Stifled the game, probably towards the last 15, 20 minutes, and there was a couple of chances in the last 10 minutes. Jota, with a good bit of work from Salah, slotted Jota in. and To be fair, the defenders made a good sliding challenge and just, just stopped it. But yeah, like I say, a workmanlike performance in tough conditions will take that three points all day long. It's not about blowing teams away with world-class football at this point. It's about getting results. And that's what we've done today. Results, three points in the bag. And we go on to um, midweek now, Champions League, a huge game away at Inter. A good little run of form, the Reds are on now, so really looking forward to getting the Champions League back again. And then a couple of uh, nice little home games in the league, so I'll be hoping for good results the next few weeks and let's just keep this going. Come on, Liverpool!
0: You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.